Hi, I'm Gian Gill from Below the Bar Podcast. I'll be using this podcast to pick the brains of various athletes and entrepreneurs from the health and fitness industry. This is all as I continue my own journey of self-development and understanding how to gain that physical and mental edge to succeed in life. I'll be talking to and challenging some exciting guests who have all pushed their physiques and minds to the very limit in search of success and well-being. And hopefully we can all learn a little something along the way. Join me for each episode as I look to talk to some exciting and fascinating guests, all who have inspired me on my health and fitness journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stay tuned. Yui, welcome to Below the Bout podcast. First of all, how you doing? Good, thank you, yeah. So you've just recently, you've been a busy guy, just yeah. recently fought in the World Box Cup, yeah, and that was in Sheffield, right? Yeah, Sheffield. How, how was that? How did that go? You fought against a talented lad in uh, in Patrice, but yeah. just tell me about the experience. Yeah, it was a good experience. Like, the whole week leading up, doing the, like, the media and that, like, talking. Was there a lot of media leading up to it? There was, like, a whole day of we did, like, a media thing where we went yeah. around speaking to, like, different, different, like, people about, like, newspapers. And, like, yeah. And yes, like that was good experience. And then, like um, the whole week leading up to it, like you were training alongside one of my opponents, yeah. And like in fight week, which is not usual. You don't mm. do that, so yeah. Because I think that there were a lot of eyes on that fight, weren't there? I think especially yeah. with the, is it the Paris Paris Olympics coming up? Yeah, there's yeah. probably eyes at both of you being on the GB squad. Yeah. And I think you said you you'd fought before. Yeah. That you probably. Sparred quite a bit yeah, as well. Spar week in, week out, exactly. Yeah, so, so what was the build-up like then, fighting a fellow GB squad? I've always wondered, because I know it's happened before in other yeah. GB squads, how does that work when you're fighting a fellow GB squad member? Like, do, do you just stay away? Do you talk to each other, like, in the yeah, build-up? Yeah, awkward, actually. Do you give a bit of banter like, back and forth? How does it go? Uh, in the runs in the morning, like, like you would... You're actually running together as so well? So that's what I mean, you run in the morning together, and then, like, you train in the midday, and then you're sparring in the yeah. afternoon. So, like, yeah. you see each other all day. Okay. And, like, so, like, in the runs in the morning, and that, you would say, all right, like, so you see each other mm. and just speak to each other throughout the yeah, sessions. Yeah, yeah. But, like, nothing too friendly. It was just, like... Because you knew you'd yeah. come across each other. Okay. So like, and, then, and then from a coaching perspective then, obviously yeah. you both got coaches from the GB squad. Yeah. It's going to come down to tactics quite a lot yeah. then, I guess, right? Cause, yeah. And I think especially with you and Patrice, it was a really interesting clash of styles. Yeah. Like, I think he enjoys fighting on the back foot and yeah. being a counterpuncher. And you are all-out aggression yeah, and attack, right? Aggression. Which, like you, you said to me earlier... He probably expected that and he could prepare for that to some extent. So he didn't have that initial shock factor of you being right up in his face, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah, that's exactly that. Like I'm I'm aggressive, I'm out there, like yeah. and then he's more of a picks his shots, but like yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it matched up well for, yeah. for a good fight. It, it was definitely a good fight <laughs> and it was a close fight. Yeah. At the end of the contest, did you think you could have maybe nicked it? Because it, yeah. it was close. Yeah, definitely. I thought I could have nicked it. I think Three of them had it level, and then there was two of us that gave mm. him by one point. One thing that I thought often in that fight may have gone unnoticed with the judges, and maybe previous fights, but it's something you do quite a bit, is land the shots to the body, especially yeah. I think it's the right uppercut to the body. Yeah. You go for it, and it lands quite often, but again, judges have different preferences, right, right in terms of what they count as like obviously it is a scoring yeah, shot but does amateurs, it does it catch yeah. their eye as much as the yeah, headshot probably not because you landed quite a few 
quite a few of those body shots, right? Yeah, like that's right. Yeah, I like going to the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite clear if you were to watch. Me, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure if the judges pick up on them mm. as much as mm. like the the head blows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the pros, I think. They'll pick on yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. <laughs> but I've got more questions on that World Box Cup, but we'll leave that for a little bit later in the podcast. What I want to do first is go right back to the to the beginning yeah. of where it all started for Huey yeah. and uh, and the whole kind of boxing scene. So where, where did it start? What age did you start boxing? Why did you start boxing? How did you first step in the gym? Was it off your own back? Did your dad push you into it? What was it? I think it was just, it was always in the family, like, my brothers and that like I have mm. two of her brothers Jay and Raph like one older one younger and like mm. um from like, about six or seven like we would always be like sparring in the living room oh, like, okay. with gloves so like or doing pads with my dad in the living room from like did your dad box yeah my dad did box oh yeah. he did yeah. uh, okay so that's where it came from yeah okay. so, like, and my granddad's they're both into it as well oh, okay so it's in the family yeah it's in yeah. the family and then that's what I mean like for for me, it was like I've just been brought up like mm. around it. And mm. then, yeah, just got into it. Okay, yeah. so were you the only one of your brothers to actually take it up? Nah, they, they both they both um both boxed. Mm. My older one had he had, he had to um stop because of an injury, mm-hmm. and then my younger one he was good as well. But yeah, he took a different direction. And yeah, which work I and that. Which I think happens, right? I think this is the thing when a lot of people start boxing, especially in the amateurs. I think as you start going through the age groups yeah. and you get older, there's a lot of other, not just distractions, but you start seeing a lot of different other doors that you could potentially walk yeah. through. So to do what you're doing is still staying on that path yeah. must mean there's some kind of obsession with it that yes. you want to that you want to stay down that route, right? Yeah, definitely. I enjoy it. Like everything I buy it from the training. Like the, the fighting, like everything, like yeah. all of it. So. Even now, after all these years, you don't get you don't get bored. There's nothing don't, like it, is it, there? It, it's true. There is nothing like it because I think there's one thing. Even when people stop stop boxing, obviously I used yeah. to box amateur a long time ago, and I think even other people, I see people in their forties now who still have the itch and yeah. they, they miss fighting, and it's a very addictive sport, yeah, right? It is. There's nothing like it. Fight week, fight day. And then the fight itself, there's mm. just nothing else like it. Nothing gets to no, I completely the agree. And the, the first, and I don't know if it's the only uh, club that you box for, Christ the King. Yeah. Is that is that the only amateur yeah, club you box yeah. for? Yeah, that's the only club. My, um, my dad. And is, he, is he your coach now then, your dad? Yeah, my dad's my okay. coach, yeah. And uh, so Christ King was about, I don't know, about 30 years ago. And then mm. it like, yeah, like got it going re- again. Yeah, got it going again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2012, and I think I had my first fight in 2013. Okay. So oh, yeah, wow. then it goes ever since. Okay, awesome. So like, how does that relationship work then with you, with you and your dad? Uh, like, because I know it, yeah. obviously it, it depends on what you what you're both like, what his personality is like, but obviously it, it can at times be a bit of an emotional sport as well, yeah, right? Depending yeah. on whether you. You win or you lose. I know you probably haven't had too many losses, yeah. but h- how is that rela- relationship boxing wise? And how yeah, are you? Got, how are you outside of boxing as well? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I feel like it's two different like sort of relationships. So outside of boxing, it's dad, and then inside mm. inside the gym, and that it's like oh, okay. coach. It's a good way of doing it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you want to kind of you don't want to bring mm. 
what like them both in like dad and trainer into the gym you want to yeah. like separate them a bit like Ah, okay, no, no, good stuff. So there's, he doesn't get on your nerves or anything like that. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. He, can, he can be. <laughs> yeah, he can be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. But um, no, I was gonna say, obviously, you've been at Christ the King then since you since yeah. you started, and obviously you're a, I think, are you a four time national champion? Yeah, three time Tri Nations champion. Yeah. When did you win that first national title? How old were you? I was uh, fifteen. 15? Yeah. Uh, okay. 15. And, and how how many bouts have you had now, amateur? Uh, I think I've had 60. I was, I was about to guess around that yeah, mark. Yeah, about 60-odd, yeah. 60-odd, oh, okay. Yeah. Have, you, have you lost track now? Yeah, it's got to yeah. that point, I think. It's so, getting to that yeah, point now. Yeah. Oh, okay, blimey, that, that's impressive. And obviously, how, how old are you now? Uh, 21. 21 so okay that's still like relatively uh relatively young uh in, t- in boxing yeah in boxing yeah like um for like the amateurs and that yeah it's fairly yeah. young so okay so obviously we've got the abas that are that are coming up yeah. um in in april so you're a four-time national champion at the, at the minute yeah definitely are you gonna go for the fifth yeah going for the fifth definitely i feel like i don't think anyone that I know of has yeah. won three back-to-back senior ABAs. Oh, wow. Are they, oh, they've been years back-to-back as yeah, well? Yeah, so I'm two-time back-to-back senior yeah. ABA champ, but I'm going to go for my third. Yeah. Add different weight class as well, so I'm going to be hopefully two weight, oh, three times what, senior. So are you going up a weight? Sorry, I'm going down. Oh, you're going down yeah. a weight? How come you're going down a weight? Uh, just because of the GB pathway. Like, they only take the weight below. Ah, so okay. they don't take the way I won it last year now they took uh, the weight below so, so that's what I was going to ask I'm probably going back a bit now to that world box cup yeah so I know Patrice being on the GB squad as well yeah. uh, as, as yourself was that a deciding factor in terms of qualifying for the Olympics or is that still open and can it be decided in other ways yeah. how does that work the qualification the qualification there's um another qualification uh, later on uh, Patrice will go to the next qualification and mm-hmm. then after that there'll be another qualifier mm-hmm. and hopefully okay are you, are you both competing for the same weight class yeah you are yeah we're both competing uh, and that. what weight class is that 63 and a half 63 and a half that's yeah. light welter isn't it yeah light welter light welter light yeah lightweight light welter okay. how long have you been and you usually fight at 66, sorry. I used it? to fight at 67, that's wild weight. Yeah. So I've come down to light wild. Are you going to struggle to make that weight, that 63? I don't I don't struggle to be fair. I feel like yeah. I, quite, I make yeah. it quite comfortable. Like, okay. if anything, I need to put on a bit more. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like, I kind of need to be a bit above the weight. And uh, Okay. That, yeah, that was the only other thing I was thinking, because obviously in the amateurs, you tend to obviously you win on one. the same day as well. Yeah, so you yeah. can't cut too much. Like the pros, you see them, they can cut. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not about that like in the amateurs, yeah. is it? Because sometimes, like again, if you get through one round, you're into the next. So exactly. you're semi having to hold your weight for, uh, for the weekend. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But um, yeah, tell me about those previous um, ABA national titles. One of the fights that I watched, I think it was probably one of your most recent uh, national titles that you won. And you have to, I'm probably going to butcher the name, I think I've got it wrong. Is it Cameron McKay? Was yeah, it? Cameron McKay. Oh, I've got yeah. it right. Um, yeah, Cameron McKay. That was an all action fight, wasn't yeah. it? And what I find is, I'm, I'm sure anybody you meet in the amateurs now are going to know who you are. They've probably yeah. seen you on YouTube and whatnot. 
and it looked like he knew who you were and he looked like a massive guy at the weight as well very like muscular and obviously the way that you fight is all action all action all out aggression dominate the center of the ring put them on the back foot and i think he made the brave decision to try and meet fire with fire didn't he and try and meet you in the ring which sometimes and i gotta give you credit for this in all the fights that i've watched if someone does want to meet you in that center you're still not phased are you you're still like well okay then we're gonna fight in the center it's either i push you on the back foot and you fight on the back foot and try and beat me or we're just gonna go to stand here and go to war in the center of the ring is that what your mindset is when you go in um, if someone comes to fight me, like I like it, I like to work inside in the mm. pocket with like smart, yeah, like, smart aggression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, it's definitely smart. Yeah, I can tell it's just like, not you going yeah, in there throwing punches. Because yeah. one thing I often see you doing is, as well is, uh, and again, I haven't fought for a while, so I'm, I'm probably getting this wrong. But there's a lot of like catch, yeah, catch shielding, countering going on. Shielding, and, yeah, yeah, and you, and you do it very well because. Like I said, it's not something that you've just done once or twice a night. It's something that you do yeah. qu- quite often. And there's a lot of, even like in that fight with Patrice, I was just watching it and I could tell it was technically at such a high yeah. level, but it was so fast paced as well. Yeah. I bet your mind must be going through a million things as you're fighting though, because you have to, to fight at that pace, right? Yeah, and like the catch counters as well. You've got to anticipate them throwing and you catching and you coming back. Yeah, but like I like the catch counters, especially working the inside. Nice. Yeah, and with like you said, Cameron, I needed him because mm. he came to fight, and we both worked inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H- had you met each other before in the ring? No, Cam- no, I hadn't met Cameron. No. Ah, okay. But ha- were you familiar with him? Did you know who you were going to be meeting in that national final? Or I'd seen him uh, the week before in the semis. I knew like what he was about. Like I knew he was a strong lad. Yeah, but like I okay. Was, but if anyone wants to watch that fight, please tune into YouTube because that is an all-action, all-out war, isn't it? But um, just speaking about your your fighting style, obviously it is all-out aggression, um, all-action, try and dominate the center of the ring, push the other guy back. Yeah. There was a quote that I found and it reminded me a lot of your fighting style and it's probably something that you're going to be able to resonate with quite a lot. And it's a quote from Customato. Uh, Muhammad Ali's, um, not Muhammad Ali's trainer, is it? Is it uh, Mike Tyson's trainer, yeah. uh, Customato? And he said, the hero and the coward both feel the same thing, but the hero uses his fear, projects it into his opponent while the coward runs. It's the same thing, fear, <laughs> but what you do with it that matters. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, in essence, that that's what you're doing, right? Because I feel like boxers talk, to some extent, you feel a bit of nerves when you're going into the yeah, ring. Every boxer does. Yeah, I do, no matter what you say, I, I think there's always that, that bit of nerves that's there. But I feel like when you get in there, you try and project that onto the other person yeah. by straight away just rushing into to the center of the ring yeah. of, of the ring and putting them on the back foot, going right? Straight into the fire, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yes. Yeah, where, where does that style come from? And well, just watching like my favorite, like my favorite fighters, like. Chavez, Duran, them boys, they're all aggressive. Like, yeah, their punch output is a lot. And I yeah, just feel like that's where it came from. I, I lost, I lost my um third fight trying to box on the back foot. And oh, I really? Lost my fourth fight on the back foot. Oh, and after that, I was like, something's got to change. Okay, so, so that's interesting. So yeah, probably those those first fights that you have, you are trying to understand what you your style is, right? First five to ten fights you take a lot in you mm. learn a lot because mm. obviously it's your first yeah. fight so you're like 
the takeover and then and then after them them two losses it just completely changed style yeah and realize it started started working for you yeah and to have the style that you've uh, that you've got i assume you have to be super super fit right like your yeah. cardio cannot be uh, cannot be slacking yeah, so how do you keep those fitness levels at a bit because in so- in some ways, you're going to have to be fitter than every opponent you face because you have to try and keep that tempo up until the last battle, yeah. which I think you do. But, yeah, is there anything special that you do training-wise to keep those fitness levels high? No, I wouldn't say there's nothing special. It's just I like what I do, so I, I enjoy yeah. it. and So I train hard. And yeah. That's probably why I can keep it up. Yeah, yeah, no, fair. But that, it's the first thing that I thought is when, when I saw the pace you were, you were fighting at because there's no feeling out process when you get in the ring. It's a case of get straight in well, there. We have three rounds, don't we, like in the amateurs. So there's no feeling out process, really. Yeah. You've got to get stuck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so of course. <laughs> yeah, no, fair, fair play to you. And um, just talking about your training, how, how many times a week are you training at the moment? Uh, six days a week. Six days a week, yeah. yeah. Just just the one day off. Yeah, just the one it, day. It, it, so you go up to um, Team GB in yeah. Sheffield quite often, right? Yeah. So how how does that work? How often are you going down there at the moment? So like week on week off. So one week at home, one week. Oh, so it's quite regular. Well, you're it's down like there. Then. Thursday to Sunday, and then we'll be back at home, and then the following week will be Thursday to Sunday. Uh, when did you first get into uh, Team GB? Um, June first. Okay. But I was on trials. I've been going down there since. How does that process work about getting on to team? Oh, Obviously, you got to win the so national title, yeah, right? Yeah. Nas- so what else did it involve? National title, and then you have, like, about three trials. and the, But, like, you have to do all three trials, so it's like a proper process. And then, um, yeah, then after that, they just let you know how you get on. They, they let you know how you get on after, I think, two trials. And then they can send you for a third trial. Yeah, but you kind of saw okay. that sort of on. Okay, so so it's it's definitely by no means a, an easy process no, in terms of. It's definitely a process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fair fair play. So obviously you're training six days a week. You're in uh, Sheffield every other week. Yeah. What what are some of the sacrifices you've had to make growing up? Because as a teenager, especially growing up, there's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of distractions. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different paths. Like you said, like your brothers have taken different paths in life. Yeah. How how were you able to stay on that one path that involved boxing and nothing else? Like, how did you keep away from the other distractions? What what sacrifices did you have to make? Yeah, I just enjoy it. Like um, like um, like not going out when you're at school and all your mates go. Yeah, cause, yeah, because you you'll have mates who are like going yeah. out, like or partying or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You had to completely stay away from that. Could, yeah. Could you do a bit and just not drink or like what what See, was I, it? I don't drink anyway. I'm. Yeah. Like, like um, I'm a point. Me and my granddad we're pioneers. Okay. So like it's like um, a little like community that just don't drink. Oh okay. So I don't Interesting. drink at all. And then, so like I weren't really fussed about the like the party then because half of them, half it's like I don't drink and they all drink. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, so it's not really yeah. your type of type of vibe, is it? And then, then yeah. like the training, and you're getting up on a Sunday morning mm. training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not, so like, you just don't work. It's got to be one or the other, ain't it? Yeah, if, if I'm honest, it's nothing you'll ever look back on and regret because I think the things that you're doing now, yeah. is it, it's main character shit, so to speak, <laughs> isn't it? It's it's nothing you're, you're going to regret going, especially where you've got to already at this yeah. stage. 
But I feel like even myself, like I, I went to university, I had my fair share of nights out. When you look back, you think all it really does is it is is delaying you moving forward in yeah. life, and it, you are kind of wasting your time essentially. So yeah, I think you I think you definitely won't older, regret it. Always says that this yeah, say, like, you won't regret. Hundred, yeah, you you honestly won't. I've only just I'm not that old. I've just turned thirty. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, you you definitely won't regret it because, like I said, the stuff that you're doing now, like you said, is you love it. You got a passion for it. Mm. I'm sure you got some big goals which will come come on to speak yeah. about. So so yeah, you you're doing some main character stuff at the minute, which is what I think everybody should try to do. I think sometimes people think it's a bit beyond them, right? And yeah. it's not for everybody, but it actually is. It's just whether that's a path you want to take and how how committed you are to the process of getting to where you want to be. And like you said, you're committed to the process, work, right? Yeah. You're committed Hard to work. the graph six days a week yeah. and it's only going to take you in one direction. But um, yeah, so, so just talking about the... Uh, about your goals and your aspirations. Obviously, you're amateur at the moment. Yeah. Let's not talk about the uh, professional game. I don't yeah. even know if that's yeah. if that's on your mind or not. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's something you would have thought about. Um, but the Olympics, then, is that a realistic possibility at the moment? Yeah, at, at the moment, it's out of my hands. It's mm. into someone else's, and then, but yeah, it's still like realistic. Is it a case of Obviously, when they make the the decision of who who would go, like you or other people in your weight category, would it be based on who they think can come back with a medal? Because, like you said, you, let's say it's you and Patrice, and you've um, fought each other twice. He's won one, you've won one. How how would they make a decision in terms of who goes to the uh, to the Olympics? Oh, well, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's basically uh, who they think will bring back the medal. Oh, okay. So, so it is to some extent on on their opinion, right? Yeah, but Who'd... they gave it to, they kind of made us fight it out for a bit, mm. like for the position, like the other week. So, like, they like in the World Bucks Cup. So, so, they, so, so they, they know it's yeah, yeah. So they couldn't say, oh, like we like they have like favorites because it's just down to yeah, yeah, two, yeah. So no, it's of course. completely fair. It's completely it fair is that a fair way, anyway. Like, obviously, they're the best people to judge, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, so it takes it out of their hands, then. Don't yeah, it? yeah, so yeah. It's like, Use fight and then yeah. So yeah. okay, what other um, bouts, fights, or competitions coming up could swing the favor? Is, is could the ABAs um, could could that um, potentially sway things into your favor? Potentially, yeah. But like I said, at, at the moment it's kind of out of my hands. Patrice has mm. got his qualifiers. Yeah. How how he does well in that? Yeah. But okay. Okay, just looking back to that fight with um, Patrice, obviously it was a narrow fight. Um, it, uh, it was narrow on the scorecards. What, what do you think you could have uh, potentially done better? Because I know obviously you always try and reflect and think, okay, yeah. what can I do the next time? Is there anything that you think you could tactically do do differently? Because I, I know it's a weird one when there's somebody you've fought and sparred before yeah. and because you just know each other like the back yeah. of your hands, right? Yeah. But is there anything that you think you could do differently? Um I feel like I could just be a bit smarter, smarter with the pressure, probably. Yeah. But then, yeah. Yeah, but but I guess let's say hypothetically, you were to go to the Olympics yeah. in Paris. As much as somebody could watch you on YouTube, and see that aggressive fighting style, I don't think there's anything like the shock factor of it actually yeah. being there and right like, in front of that's you, right? Half of it, ain't it? Yeah. The shock factor. And I and like you said, I, I bet some people watch that and think, yeah, I can I can go toe to toe with him. <laughs> but the one thing they, they may not uh, take into account is that 
you've already taken that into account and you're going to make them fight it out in the yeah, middle of the I've, ring. I've fought like that for 60-odd fights. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That'd be their first time fighting yeah. like that. So, like, yeah, it's the shock factor, I think. Okay, no, interesting stuff. But um, let's just talk about um, some of your sparring partners uh, that you've had as well. So you're sparring with a, a current European welterweight champion, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, in Ethan James. Yeah. So h- how is that going and how is it going sparring with people of that calibre? Uh, and how do you handle yourself? Yeah, it's good luck, Ethan James. Good, tricky opponent. Um, yeah, like learn a lot from him, like. He's probably a bit, a little bit more experienced than me, a little bit heavier than me, mm. taller. So like, you want to be, you want to like, spar people like that. You don't want to yeah, spar yeah, people yeah. below you. Below you, so. yeah, because you're never gonna progress. Yeah, right? exactly. So you only learn. You always want to spar people that are better than you, because yeah. sooner or later you're gonna either get to that level or eventually surpass it, right? Exactly. That's what you. Yeah, that's what you want. So yeah, learning off him. Oh, that's good. I, th- I think one thing I've noticed is, and I probably expected it when I asked you about the sparring, and it's the same when I ask other boxers who I've had on the podcast is obviously sparring is sparring, right? Yeah. It's completely different to a, to a fight, and I don't think boxers like to blow their own trumpet. And again, it is sparring, so you're yeah. not going to stand and be like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done him in sparring this, yeah. that, and the, and the other. But no, it's good to know you're sparring with these guys even at this stage. And he, he's professional, right? Yeah, uh, he's Ethan. professional, yeah. So. Yeah, and as a European champion, that's um, no easy feat. So that can only give you confidence, right? Yeah, exactly. It gives you confidence coming away from it, thinking, mm. oh, I've sparred European champion. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, and then the other thing I saw on um, social media, and obviously I, I mentioned this to you before, so... I know that you sparred him, but I didn't know that you'd... I think you've actually fought Adam Azim before in the amateurs, right? So are you guys the same age? Yeah, we're the same age, yeah. Okay, so how did that go? I I think you may have lost on points to uh, Adam in the amateurs. And obviously you've sparred him. And again, I'm just going to ask you you the question, how how was it with him? Because obviously, let's face it, at the minute, he's meant to be the next big thing, right? And probably more than likely a future world champion he's a european champion at the minute yeah. but h- how did you find it being in there against him yeah great experience for me like um like certain stuff he does that i've never seen before like what like what like um he um done a we this knee knocking thing and they've been knee, knee knock, they're like just like oh old, like knocking into your knee yeah like old uh, style like ah, okay. tricks and then like very subtle things yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah. that no, probably nobody else would yeah, pay much no attention to like pick up on but how do you know that wasn't an accident though did it happen more than once yeah 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 <laughs> and then like yeah. he's just the way like like he moved around the ring and that like yeah he's a good lad like ah, okay fair. but like learned a lot from him like yeah. sharp have you sparred a lot of rounds with him as well yeah as when we were both in the england squad yeah um we were like on camp with each other every like month and we'd be sparring. Yeah. So okay. yeah, we sparred quite a lot as amateurs. Not as much as pros, but yeah. sparred him. Yeah, like you said, like oh, last okay. year. Okay, so you have sparred him since he turned over to the professional yeah, game as well? Yeah, sparred him last year. Okay, but so that, that's quite a testament to you then that they think they will get some good sparring out of you, yeah. even now someone of, of his calibre. But yeah. I, I think the good thing probably about you is and something that I can take from you already is I don't think you're somebody that would be in awe of another boxer in any <laughs> way. If you're going to go in there, you're going to think it's a chance for you to win. Yeah. Well. It's a chance for you to show your uh, credentials yeah. and your ability. It's all learning as well. Inspiring. Yeah. Everything's like learning. So 
just try to take as much out of Spine as you can. Though. Yeah. I don't mind. Do what, what did uh, Shane McGuigan have to say about both of you? Was he, um, was he impressed? I think so. I think he's, he said it was a good spa. So yeah. Yeah, I think he enjoyed the spa. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. And just looking at your, at your training, obviously you're training six days a week. It's something that you've you've grown to love. Have I seen that you've made like a gym at home as yeah. well? I saw in the background, uh, it was a Malone's gym, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. So what is that? Tell me about That's, that setup. Um, so mom's got a, like a salon, like a mm. clinic. Yeah. And then in the back of it, there was this like, just like storage. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. It uh, looks like a big storage room. If that, if it that's was, just... yeah, it was like a massive like like warehouse. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we cleared it out, and then we've turned it into a boxing gym. And there's like a room in there. Yeah. As well, if like I wanted to stay. Yeah. So, like, it just gives me that like that free like space that if I oh, want, oh you've I actually got a room to stay in there yeah, if you want to yeah, sleep and stuff. Yeah, want to sleep in there, but ah, okay. it gives me that like whenever I want to go to the gym, I can kind of go to the gym. Yeah. But I don't have to wait for like times or anything okay yeah uh, that, that's interesting stuff so obviously we've talked about um the amateur scene a little bit yeah i'm sure there's going to be some promoters out there who they seem to be quite in the know of who's the up-and-coming prospects in the amateur scene so they may well have heard of you I, I i don't know but have you got one eye on the on the professional game and um, not at the moment i think yeah set on like gb like, yeah yeah focusing on yeah, gb focus on that i want yeah. some experience that's perfect that. mindset to have i think yeah. there's no point looking don't, yeah not too yeah, far yeah, ahead. Yeah. i don't want to look too far ahead at the yeah. moment i think i'm at gb i won't get up as like the most experience as i can yeah uh, and then hopefully later on down the line i'll start looking okay no i think that's good and i think age-wise as well obviously you said you're 21 years yeah. of age and so you can tell there's no rush for you to take that leap into the pro game you, you know or well, that's even if you want to eventually, you, you may even not want to take that leap into the pro game. You may want to stay. Oh, I'll uh, definitely go for it. Oh, you definitely want to go for it. Okay, yeah. no, that's fair enough. I was like, you know, like who, who the likes of uh, Mario Kindle and he just carried on yeah. as that amateur till he was yeah. like, what, in his late 30s, I think. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I just seen an article on Manny Pacquiao the other day. He was trying to um, get licensed to cut a yeah. fight back then. Yeah. It was 45 years old. I don't think I'd, they'd license him, would yeah, they? Yeah, they didn't license him. Yeah, yeah which but I think what is a cutoff? 40, I think it I is. I think, yeah, 40 is a cutoff. I think yeah. So, yeah. Ah, okay, that's that's not too bad then. Um, so, do you know what? I've got a few questions here and I want to make sure I cover them all because yeah. they're, they're questions that I was genuinely interested, uh, interested in asking and I didn't want to forget any of them. So, Growing up, obviously, um, well, you went to Christ the King School yeah, in Coventry, right? So, how did you balance kind of education and boxing? Because I was slightly like you, obviously, by nowhere near in terms of I had such an interest in boxing when I was a teenager. I didn't care about school, didn't care about education, yeah. and I was just tunnel visioned on the boxing. Was it like that for you, or was your mum and dad making sure that you were still kind of focused on the education front as well? well yeah, your mum and dad were still, like, keen on staying focused on the education. But, like, yeah, when I was at school and that, I was probably probably constantly thinking about our boxing. Yeah. And, like, at the, like, training after school, training before school, it was constantly on my mind. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? So then after school, like, I'd normally do a, a session before school and then I'd come after school and i would just have like a like a nap 
Mm. And then I'll train again. So everything was like boxing. So wake up, boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to school, bike, boxing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you were living, living and breathing. It was yeah. all centered around boxing, yeah. so to speak. And then like, all my mates and that, they all knew. Yeah. About, so like at school, taught boxing as well. Yeah. So. Did, did you win that first national title when you were at school? Yeah, went in my last year of school, year eleven. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, so what was the reaction when uh, w- when you managed that at school? Yeah, well, I'd got to um, national finals like the, all the years before. Oh, okay. So they knew like what it was about, like the the nationals and that. Then once I finally won it, yeah, like everyone kind of clocked yeah. on that I was serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, then you were doing something yeah. pretty special with it okay and and, and how have your uh, your mum and dad been along the whole pro- obviously your daddy's he's into the box and he used to fight yeah. himself um how how have they been what, what was your dad's initial plan was it for for you to to take it as far as you can take it or was it just a case of have a few fights see where it goes see if you enjoy it and you, yeah. what, what did your mum say about it i don't know i don't know what my dad's plan was like mm. I don't know if he wanted me to take it on or if he mm. just wanted it as like a self-defense sort of thing. Mm. And then my mom, yeah, I feel like she's she's like a like a, your mom don't want you to fight, does she? Yeah, yeah. So yeah like of she's like a little bit hesitant. Yeah, she yeah. don't want me. To, she probably she enjoys it for me. Yeah, like she knows it, but it makes me happy. So she yeah. enjoys that. But she probably deep down probably would rather me do some else of football. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No, of course. But uh, at least it's not you and your two brothers doing yeah. it right. At least, <laughs> at least it's just one of you. But it. yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, there used to be like when when like three of us boxed, like we could all box in the same show, and yeah. she used to say it was like the worst. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Three of us. Just constant nerves. Like, yeah, not a case of nerves said. and being over it. You just she probably like more nervous than us. Like, yeah. So I handle my nerves all right when I fight, but like, yeah, she. Uh, do, do they come to watch you regularly as well? Yeah, every, all the time. Uh, okay. Like every fight they come to watch. What about your dad? Because I know you're probably competing in other countries at times as well. Uh, so he corners me when I box for Christ King. But then yeah, he when, can't for GB. Yeah, he right? can't mm. when I box for England and GB. Yeah. He can't. Okay. So it's like funny, quite like seeing him on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to him in my corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like when you see him. Like in the crowd, like, yeah, it's funny. What, what what's he like being being in your corner? Uh, is he is he calm? Is he um, is he yeah. quite like animated? What what what's yeah, he like? He's, um, calm, but he's like, yeah, straight what, what, to the point. Yeah, straight to the like, point. Is that what you prefer? Does he yeah. ever give you a kick up the ass when you need it and stuff? Yeah, when I need it. Yeah, but like that's me because we know each other so well. Yeah, it's like we live together and that. Like, yeah, yeah, he knows yeah. what I need if. Like mm. he knows if I need to go win that last round, he knows what to say to me. Yeah, to go to win that last round. So that's why I feel like we get on okay. so well as. Oh, that's good. Like you, you're on the same wavelength, yeah. so to speak. Okay, now it's interesting. And then I know I've touched on this so many times, but I just find your boxing style so fascinating with yeah. it being like just complete. All I've seen aspects of it when I was um, an amateur. The closest person that I can think of. Tom and I was at, and you may have heard of him because he turned pro, and I'm pretty sure he only lost one professional fight, and then and then I haven't heard from him since. Was um, someone called Sam Bowen? I don't know if, I don't I don't know if he rings it rings a bell to you. Yeah, he's he's closer to my age, uh, I think. But yeah, he was all out like yeah. dominate the center ring, push the other guy back, and I think he, he was honestly like 
10 and 0 or something in the pro game. I think he beat, um, oh, who was it? I can't remember his name now, but yeah, it's a very similar style. But yeah, who, who are some of the people that you look up to stylistically when it comes to comes to boxing? It's who are your favorite boxers? Like the old school, like like Chavez. Yeah. And them them sort of boys like a smart pressure. Uh, okay. Oh, do do you like watching the old school boxing? Yeah, like? like if you slow it down, you can proper see their skill. Their yeah, skill yeah, yeah. Level. But nowadays, I don't think that many people like have that sort of style. It's mm. more like standoffish. But yeah. Other than like the obvious Lomachenko, he's yeah, yeah, on really. another level. Yeah. Rainy, so like, I mean. So, so how do the coaches on Team GB then, how do they handle you in your style? Because obviously you're on Team GB, yeah. so they must think highly of you, but you're not really much of a counterpunch. Yeah. It, it's a rare style, right? Yeah, like where They just try to give you pointers, so yeah. like put you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like they ha- be like clever with the pressure, like yeah, you said. Like, yeah. yeah, be clever with pressure. So like if I'm doing something and getting hit, like they'll... Just give me another thing to do, like so. Like they just want you to be smart with pressure. Yeah, that's what they say. So like, be smart with it. Uh, okay. So they don't try to change me, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nice. Because so, how long have you been going down to um, Sheffield then? Like every other week, you said. Yeah. So I had my first trials. I think was um last December. Yeah. So I've been going up to Sheffield since since then on trials okay. and then. Got obviously got on in June. Yeah. And then I've been going down every other week since. Okay, good stuff. Um yeah, I'm just having a look at some of the other questions that I've um that I've got here. But yeah, let let's um let's move on to because I I want to get your opinion on um some upcoming big fights uh as well in the in the profession. Do, do you watch much boxing? Yeah. You all do? The time. You love it. Yeah, yeah, big boxing fans. Okay. If there's boxing on not on the weekend, it's kinda of like I want to do it this weekend. You know, it, it's you're similar to Gully, um, who I had on uh, the podcast recently. In the sense of, I thought all these newer boxers coming through wouldn't care so much about the old school boxing, but obviously you still yeah. you still appreciate that as well, right? Obviously the game has evolved quite a bit, yeah. um, especially style. It's just so different when you when you watch those yeah. uh, old school fights, right? But um, one which is coming up, which I want to get your thoughts on, is the uh, Josh Taylor and uh, Catterall fight. I'll have some good needle in. I won't be surprised surprised if uh, you, you'd spar them to be honest. But um yeah, what what do you think of that? The first first of all, the first fight, who do you think won it? The first fight, uh yeah, I would have just gave it catch or I think he was just smart with his work. Mm. I, but I just don't think Josh Josh Taylor was on it. He weren't on it. I think he was off. Mm. So I just on the first fight I'd say catch will probably nicked it. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with you as well. I, I I think Josh had a point when he said, obviously he was a champion, and when you're the challenger, you've got to physically rip it away from... Yeah. Um, obviously, my thought as soon as the fight finishes that Catterall has won it. Yeah. What Taylor was saying is that Catterall coasted too much in the last two yeah, last maybe, few rounds, yeah. potentially, which maybe the judges and didn't he like. Held on a lot as well. Yeah, he was spoiling a lot of Josh. Yeah. T- and I do think judges don't like that. So yeah. upon reflection, I still think Catterall would, but upon reflection, maybe that weighed against Catterall to yeah, a certain maybe. extent that he kept trying to spoil instead of fight. Because obviously judges want to see you yeah. go at it and who's the best. But like you said, 
I don't think that was Josh Taylor's best. No, well, but I'm just wondering whether he's on the decline or not. What do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's on the decline yet. How about I think, how, he's getting into his 30, early yeah, 30s, Yeah, I think he? he's got to be early yeah. 30s. Ain't but he's been in some wars as well. Yeah, he has. Like, progress. That was yeah, progress of war. Yeah. Obviously, he lost Teofimo Tia, Lopez as well, yeah. didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think this... But the rematch, I think, will be different. Yeah. I think he'll... He, he's prepared. Do you reckon he'll up it now? Yeah, he'll definitely up it. He, he's a vicious guy as well, isn't he? He's probably been one of the... He was a very good amateur, wasn't he? Did he yeah, win gold at the Olympics, I think? Yeah. Um, did he win gold? I think I think he got a Commonwealth, did he? Was it? Ah, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I, I remember him um, turning over. And, like, I knew straight away when he turned over. Yeah. He was going to be decent. He was going to be good. Has that pro style, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And he's got that nastiness as yeah, well that is, a lot of people yeah. don't have. Do you know what, it's weird now, like, talking to you, you seem so calm, you seem so <laughs> relaxed, but your fighting style is so different. You turn into an absolute animal as soon as you get in there. Yeah. Is that like a switch? Yeah, as soon as you, you think you've got... Ropes, I think as soon as you go for them ropes, it's a switch. Is it? it do, do you have that mentality of um, it's calm and collected outside the ring, but switch on as soon as you step yeah, through you the got, ropes? Yeah, as soon as you step through, it's switched on. Because in some ways, like, it's probably the same for a lot of boxers, it's like a bit of a personality split where yeah. you're chilled, relaxed, because you can't be obviously firing on all cylinders yeah, all the time, yeah. but then the second you step in that ring, you've got to turn into you've a bit a of an animal. Yeah, a different person. I think. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I'm, you're the same person yeah, in the yeah, ring yeah. as I am not, like, now yeah, outside yeah, yeah. the ring. But when you come out of the ring, you're still a bit like pent up. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just two different people, I think, okay. inside and outside the ring. And this, I guess this is the other thing that I wanted to touch on as well, and... Um, which reminds me, how much would you say a box, especially at the level that you're fighting at? Again, let's just take that World Box Cup yeah. fight, for example. It's fought at a very high level. Yeah. It's very technical, very fast pace. How much of boxing is a mental game, do you think, other than just the physical aspect of it? Because a lot of fighters, they do lose the fight before they even yeah, kind of get in the ring. Someone could... I was guilty of sometimes watching um my opponents before i got in the ring with them and probably um worrying more so about what the opponent's gonna do yeah. than what i'm gonna do which i'm sure i would have done if i was ever to I face think... you i don't know he's gonna come straight at me for three rounds but yeah how, how much of it do you think is a it's a mental game it's massive like like 80 percent yeah it's mostly mental i think yeah like like you said like a lot of people will overthink before they get in there mm. watching their opponents watching their yeah, opponents yeah it's the worst thing you can do right yeah the worst thing is worrying about what they're gonna do because mm. what I, I think one thing that you, you do need to think is the other person's gonna be thinking the exact same thing and if you're too busy worried about them you, you're in some ways not believing in your own ability yeah, you gotta, right you gotta think what, you, what you're gonna yeah. do in the fight you can't be focused on what they're gonna yeah, do yeah 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 do you have to do your research though on your at this yeah. stage of your career yeah, especially definitely at this stage yeah. you have to like because there's so many different styles, mm. so like you want to have some sort of like mm. engagement with them, like knowing okay. their style. So, um, w when is your next bout? Will it will it just be in the ABAs now? In yeah, April? probably in the. A I think they start on the 16th of April. Is it hard to get matched up now? Yeah, a lot with your record <laughs> with um club shows and that. It's probably next impossible. Isn't yeah, that? I don't fight in any club shows anymore. It's just either championships or. Thomas GB will put me in. What, why is that? Uh, that it's not club shows. Is that because it is too hard to get matched up? Yeah, and like, yeah, you just you don't want to go on the club shows and like 
take a bad decision, for example, when you don't need to, like, mm. so, but yeah, also that, like, get matched up is fucking pretty hard. Okay. Like, oh, sure. Who would you say is the toughest opponent that you've faced so far? Uh, the toughest opponent? I well, let, let, let's go for the top two, top two toughest. What, that is in hardest fight? Uh, let's, okay, let's say hardest fight, like, who's your hardest fight, and skill level technically who 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 you who's the best opponent technically skill level um probably azim but yeah i think i was in there probably too early i feel like he was already yeah. 10 15 fights ahead of me so, okay so i feel like so i think he his experience he was played, amateur very early as well yeah wasn't he? his experience probably played a role mm. in that so technically at the time him yeah uh hardest fight Tough one. Yeah, tough one. There's a, there's a few. There's a few. Yeah, there's a few. There's not one that stands out. If you know. What I mean. do, do you know when you when you face somebody in the ring, um, what what do you prefer them to do? do? Do you want them to play into your hands and go on the back foot, or or no? Sorry, do you want them to play into your hands and go on the front foot and meet fire with fire with you in the center of the ring, or are you happy chasing them down for the fight? What what what? You probably don't want to give this away, actually. To be fair, I don't, I don't know if I should even be asking this, but do you have a? Do you like having a shootout basically in the center of the ring? I don't. Yeah, it's like I don't mind a fight in the center of the ring, or if I'm stalking one when they're on the back foot, like yeah. I don't mind. Whatever. I don't You're happy to yeah, adjust, and, to and I think that's probably the other thing that um, I learned, obviously through, through my own um, boxing and, and the fights I had, but also watch watching others and some of the greats and then even you just look at Floyd Mayweather the amount of different styles that he's had to face and at the end of the day you need to be able to show that you can adapt to whatever yeah, style it is so adapt. you have variety to your game like you need to be able to box you need to be able to fight yeah exactly you need to be able to, like you said, need to take a step back go back because mm, yeah you you'll fight people who are front foot people who are back foot yeah. i don't think there's anything wrong with you sticking to that front foot style but yeah. it's just winning on that front foot style against all different type of yeah. opponents like some will run yeah. and they'll try and hit and run some will want to meet fire with fire exactly. and it's a case of just being prepared for that right yeah you've got to be prepared for all sorts of styles but like, like you said that's why that's why you do your research because mm. you want to know before how you get in there like is will he go on the back foot or will he come forward? But sometimes they surprise you. Sometimes they'll do something different. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just completely comes down to that. As soon as that bow goes, mm. like you just gotta have be focusing Switched your, on. Like your game. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really think about what they're gonna what do. they're gonna do. You yes. don't know what they're gonna do. I feel like the, the second you think of what is my opponent gonna do, I think you kind of lost yeah, the fight yeah, at that yeah. point. Like and the reason I know that is because I've done it. And yeah. I've lost, and, it, and it's yeah. I've just got in my own, got in my own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, it's just. I feel like if you know you haven't taken shortcuts, you know you've put the work in. Maybe it meant I was taking shortcuts, <laughs> but I think if you know you're putting the work in, which it sounds like obviously you are, you you've got nothing else to do other than have faith in your own ability, right? Yeah. And obviously, I think when you have, you don't got, question yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if it's a case of, um. You, at the end of the day, you lose to, to a better man on the day, then so be it, right? You come back better and better and stronger. You learn from every, every loss. Exactly. And just speaking about um, learning from every loss, which is obviously the best attitude to have, what would you say has been your toughest moment um, of your amateur career so far? The toughest moment of amateur career? Um, or, or a hurdle that you think has been difficult to uh, to overcome? 
Or so, or even a setback or something where it's been a bit of a difficulty. Probably I had when I was learn, a junior I had um, European selections mm. and uh, I didn't and the lad got picked over me. But mm. I'd currently I was the current national champion. Yeah. So I was a bit that. Took I think especially when you're younger, it's harder to yeah. take, right? So like I was national champion, so I feel like I I felt like I deserved to be taken. But then they chose someone else and not me. So that's probably... Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty hard. And, and how do you think you deal with them? Because I think the thing that I've learned... Well, not that I've learned. So the thing that I've experienced in boxing when I, when the few fights that I had is it's the best feeling in the world getting your hand raised, right? Yeah. But it's the worst feeling in, in the world when it doesn't get raised. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you bounce back from, from losses? Which in the amateur game... It's very yeah. easy to experience a yeah. loss, right? Everyone, everyone, Unless you are Lomachenko or, Ole- yeah. or Golovkin or Alexander Usyk, who had ridiculous records. Yeah, but, but everyone loses in the amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, after a loss, I feel like it's just learning. Yeah, it's all learning, ain't it? Like you can't take it to heart too much. Yeah, yeah. And think, oh, no, I got robbed here. I got robbed yeah, there. you gotta think. Mm. What went wrong there? Like, what can I do better here? Yeah. Like, what, <sighs> I think this is the thing in boxing. It's often very easy, like when you lose a fight, to play the blame game. And there may even be blame sometimes in certain fights to knock at other people's doors as to why you lost the fight. Because yeah. some people are oh, like, it was my coach, or it's because this happened with training, or it was that. At the end of the day, you just have to try and find a way to win. And if you don't, it's yeah. a case of, okay, like you said, what can take I do better back. next time? Yeah, take a step back, reflect, yeah. what can I do better? Exactly, it's just watching it again, seeing what you can do better, seeing what you've done wrong, what you've done right as well. So you've probably done things right in it as well. Mm. But like, just analysing the fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, no, interesting stuff. Um, and I know we um, kind of tailed off a little bit. I know we're going to talk about some of the, the big upcoming fights and we've just kind of <laughs> diverted off talking about you again, um, which I've got no complaints <laughs> about. But um, another fight which I want to get your opinion on was the... Um, Alexander Usyk and oh, yeah. Tyson Fury. Uh, let, let me give you my opinion first, but yeah, obviously I think your opinion is a lot more a lot more relevant. Obviously, I'm just a, a spectator nowadays, but I think at the minute for me it's truly a fifty fifty, and I think the only thing that makes it a fifty fifty is the fact that I think if Usyk was about two inches bigger in terms of height, I think he would dominate like how he has in all his other fights because I feel like technically he's probably he's just unreal i think like you said it's so easy to lose in the amateurs but i believe he lost very few in about 300 odd fights and yeah i i think fury's saving grace may be his size that he can lean on usik Mm -hmm. make it messy make it uncomfortable for him he's got his long reach so the size difference i think will, will obviously play a big part i genuinely can't call it if i'm honest this is what do you think um, I don't know, I feel like, like, Usyk's background, like you said, like, where's he double Olympic champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that all, I think that helps, doesn't it? That plays into his hands, especially, like, Fury, I feel like he's on the decline a bit, especially I after did think the, that. Mm. The Ghani fight, I feel like he was yeah. just not the same, but he might, he might surprise us, he might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Usyk, I've, I've got Usyk. I think. You got Usyk? Yeah, even though he's smaller than that, I feel like he's, his amateur experience, like his 
pedigree. Yeah. It's just like so good. Yeah. Like he'll know how to cope with anyone. Yeah. Even the leaning on, the smothering. I feel like he just he's yeah. got it all sorted. Yeah, that that's what I, I feel again, I feel like the best boxers are able to adapt, like, yeah, which is I what Usyk like always just does. Will. Like, yeah. I feel like he'll just 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 win. Yeah, no, I I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But he is small, like you said. Like I think what is he six two six three, which isn't small, obviously. But if the heavyweights, heavyweights, I think yeah. with the modern day heavyweight, obviously you think yeah. of Mike Tyson used to be like what five eleven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, modern day heavyweight, you ideally need to be about six four six five, yeah. right? So he is small for a heavyweight nowadays. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But uh, it's it's good to see the heavyweight scene. I think popping off a little bit again. Yeah. I was and, like, it, and it means. All bouts will be one person. Yeah, which very rarely very happens. Rarely, no. Yeah, uh, other than the, the the old days. But I think that's uh, good for boxing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It gets to you never know who's top of the tree, right? Yeah. Like it, in a particular weight division, and there are so many weight divisions now. But I think obviously with a lot of the big fighters going over to um, Saudi Arabia, yeah, and uh, in a way is good because they're throwing so much money at it. The big fight. You, the big like big fights that need to be made, which aren't being made, the boxers can't say no now because there's too much money. Yeah. They're not going to say no to exactly. the money, kind so of thing. It's making the fights happen, ain't it? it exactly. So, uh, and obviously, it is a a prize fighting game. So, um, yeah, obviously, you're going to take it, right? But yeah. um, I wanted to get your opinion as well on something else. Is um, this crossover of uh, you get like misfits boxing uh-huh. and YouTube, but you. As a, as a boxing purist, you must absolutely hate it, right? Yeah, no, I feel like as a bo- like as a boxing fan, like I don't see like I'm not a big not fan of it, like of the misfit side yeah. of boxing. But like for like bringing other people into boxing, into the it's like good. A, like another audience, yeah, yeah, like yeah another yeah. audience. It's good like bringing them into it, like because mm. obviously like they probably don't. Don't watch boxing as much as like yeah. I would like a yeah. So yeah, I think it's good in that way, as in bringing another audience mm. into it. Yeah, I, th- I think the the I'd, I'd watched a couple, but the last one that I watched, and it genuinely is the last one because it was that bad, was the um, Fury KSI and was it Logan Paul and Dylan oh, Dennis? Yeah. I don't know if you watched it. I literally, as soon as the last fight finished. I had to look in the mirror and say, I've just wasted about three <laughs> hours of my life. Yeah. Like, it, the standard was awful. And I think that's where they've let themselves down. I think that's where people are starting to realise. I think fair play to Jake Paul, because I think he puts puts yeah. in the effort, right? Yeah. And But again, you get... I, I, I'm not even taking the piss. I, I think I don't think I know you would beat him. If he's, if he's <laughs> yeah. a, and I think Eddie Hearn said this to him. He's like, you can fight one of my novice pros, but like amateurs who were amateur stars... Yeah. They will run rings around you. It's, they will, yeah. Because it, 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 it's... There's just levels. T- there is levels. And I think the way you're schooled as an amateur boxer is so different, yeah, right? Definitely. It You're just taught in such a in such a pure way that yeah. you, you can't just pick up overnight. Like well, Some boys have been training since they were like five, six. And then yeah. These boys have come in at like mid-20s. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not this, like them boys that have learned at five, six have got that whole... Exactly. A pedigree behind them. Exactly. And he's calling out people like Canelo, which I don't think Canelo would ever and entertain unless he was getting paid a, a shitload of money. Yeah. I, I can't see it, but um, uh, interesting stuff. But um, 
Yeah, no, I've, I think that's everything I, I wanted to ask. To be fair, it's been it's been an interesting conversation. I think I'm going to be following you for for a while now. Thank I think, you. and I'm sure a lot of people will after after watching this. So you've got the ABAs coming yep. up in um April. in April, um, and I'm sure they'll be on YouTube, right? Because they're yeah they, they do that quite quite regularly. Yeah, I'll well. player as well. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, are, are there any opponents that you're expecting to face in that or? Uh, no, not no. Not not specifically, yeah. No, just and you, what weight category are you entering that at? Um, lightweight. Light and our sixty-three, right? Yeah, sixty-three and a half. Okay, so uh, so yeah, that's something to uh, to look forward to. And and uh, the Paris Olympics, I know it's still out of your hands and up yeah. in the air, but when that's in the uh, in the summer, right? Yeah, I think that's July, is it? Uh, so it's actually not not long till yeah, till that, long. right? So when does a decision get made on that? Do you know? In terms uh, of who's going and who's not, it'd be so the qualifiers. So, um, uh, it's just if you qualify, so mm. there's qualifiers in about two weeks, and then there's some other qualifiers after that. Okay, there's there's more than one set of qualifiers, yeah, is yeah. Okay, I think there's more qualifiers, uh, May time, maybe mm. April, May time. So, yeah, okay, qualifiers. sounds like it could be a, a busy, busy year for you, but I Hopefully. think. Like I said, your mindset, I think you're approaching it in the perfect way. Whereas, like I said, I think in boxing, there's always other things to think about, distractions, thinking too far yeah, down the line. Far, and yeah, it's a really mature mindset. You're, you're thinking about, obviously, the ABAs, getting the job done there. There's no yeah. point probably even thinking about That's potentially like uh, the Olympics if, if things do go well. I guess it is just win, win the ABAs, yeah, right? It's just an exploit. Fight by fighting, that's where you got to look at it. You can't look past yeah. any fight. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, you've got a wise head on your shoulders. <laughs> and, uh, but no, thank you for coming on, mate. Really Cheers. appreciate thank it. You. And Cheers. hopefully appreciate I can get you, get you back on again because, like I said, I think you're going to be in some more interesting competitions Definitely. and exciting fights Definitely. and got an interesting career ahead. So, nice one. Cheers, thank you. I'm Gian Gill. Thanks for listening to Below the Belt podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and stay tuned.